When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo! How did we know to slow it down like that? You know what else? It used to just be me. I was like going rogue and now i like that you've joined me I and it's we're so in alone it's so in sync it's yeah. the it's the new year it's almost like we've done <laughs> literally a hundred episodes of podcast hours together. almost well more than that yeah more than 100 hours because some of our episodes are like an hour and a half long but given yeah. the long break we've had it's surprise i feel like we're all feeling a little worn down oh yeah right because we had all that time off we had all that time yeah, off right. and i still feel refreshed feel- I still f- I feel kind of tired. Maybe you need more of a break. Maybe. All right. Good podcast, still, everybody. We'll, uh, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Do we have anything good. to plug before we get out of here? Uh, no. Happy just, 2018. Yeah, I, we luck. might uh, be deactivating our social medias. Some yeah, of them. Yeah. Uh, the world hopefully is still a thing. We're recording this uh, about a month in advance. Yeah. We can't. We can't be sure anymore. Yeah. But happy new year either way. Uh, provided you're on the side of... How about this? How about this? You made it. If we, you're listening you to this, it. you made it. Yeah. For now. For now. For t- just the next... For this episode. Roughly 40-something minutes. And if right. not, that's on you. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. Most things are your fault. So how are you two doing? Good. We're good. Yeah. We're still I'm good. good, too. I wanted to let you guys know okay. that I'm expecting a baby. Oh, really? With Chet, we made up. Oh, and we're also engaged. Oh, so you can come to our wedding um, in October. I think we're going to have it right after the baby's born. Am I officiating? Yep. Figured. I'm trying to get Chet to start a hashtag campaign to get the guy from Ace of Base on Unpops. Why? Why? Because he's a Nazi. I wrote that article about how that whole Ace of Base album was like a low-key white nationalist. Yeah, I I didn't read it, but I saw your article. I really want that guy on the podcast so we can talk about it. You want to talk to a Nazi? He's not a known Nazi. Like, Uh. it's not public knowledge that that album is a uh, basically So he's like low-key Nazi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, I'd rather not see him in person. <laughs> Which one of your things would he be on then? What in the world? No, the main podcast. Unpopular. No, I'm talking, it's a big deal. Like they they made an album that's basically a fucking white power album and sold eight million copies of it. And in no the United one states talked about no. it. No, I wrote about it and a lot of people read it. Yeah, and it did. It was uncovered that he was in a skinhead band previously before Ace of Base. But the guy who wrote about that just stopped there and didn't look into anything Ace of Base was up to. I, I'm a fairly cynical human being, and even I am surprised at the amount of Nazis there are in the country mm-hmm. and on the planet at this There's point. There's so still. many. I really, like, 
to me, it's such an abstract, dumb thing at this point. With everything we know about science and technology and evolution, what are you even talking about? Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's baffling, but... Well, here we are, 2018. Here's the thing. We're all hoping you get to talk to the Nazi. Me too. I mean, if it makes you happy, I personally really still hope that we get, uh, what's his name from, not from Blink-182 anymore to come on. Tom DeLonge from Angels and Airwaves. Angels and Airwaves. I just want to talk to him about aliens. Me too. Still. I need to restart up my campaign. Yeah, we should, that should be our He was on Joe Rogan. This year. He was? Yeah. And how'd that go? I don't know. I fucking listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. No idea. I'm sure it was fine. Can you give us a, a Reader's Digest version of Joe Rogan's episode with Tom DeLong, please? No clue. I just saw a screenshot of it. Do either of you have New Year's revolu- resolutions this year at all? Uh, smoke more, drink more. Okay. Uh, yeah. spend, so get laid more. Save less yeah. money. Yeah. Spend more money. Things more like overdraft fees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. yeah those make the me The basics. Feel- the Competent. usuals. Yeah. And then ceviche. Because then it gives me something right. to fix. Su- su- what's that thing Sous vide? Yes. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I was like, I love ceviche. I'm in. What are we talking about? Because yeah. if I do all that, then it gives me something I can fix halfway through the year to feel like I accomplished Got something. It. Okay. Right. So you reverse engineer your New Year's resolution. Sure. Because usually it's the other way around. People are pretty good for about six months and then... Mm. Actually, people are usually good for about two weeks is what this statistic is. Yeah, I just go at it hard for about the first 11 months of the year. And then, and then that last month, I really turn it around, and it makes me feel like I got some shit done. Right. Good. Yeah. Which is what we're seeing now, which clearly your life is completely turned around in the last... I'm getting things done. Yeah. It's the third podcast we recorded today. <laughs> Just joking. We're back fresh in 2018. <laughs> so, Carrie, any New Year's resolutions? I'm probably going to do a lot of straight West Coasting. Oh. Oh, sure. Sure. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Caitlin? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to try to like not uh, fail as a parent in this first year. I feel like your answer okay. was going to be straight West Coast and Carrie took it. Now you're struggling. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. No, I mean, I was going to say straight West Coasting. Yeah. I, mean, I sound so natural when I say it also. <laughs> you, do. you should maybe start asking me last. Oh, probably. But would just, that have changed your answer? Or would you have just said also? No, see, Carrie's got bigger balls than I do. She would have just stuck with straight West Coasting also. Yeah, what Caitlin says. Sure, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I just feel pressure to keep the variety going. You know? Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Mary Celeste. The Mary Celeste. This is a creepy-ass story. A spooky. It's about a ghost ship. Ugh. I like that movie. Ghost ship? Yeah. Yeah, ghost ship was it's, a good movie. It's, it's better than people talk about it's about a haunted ship and in the beginning half everybody gets cut in half everybody gets cut in half everyone we all get cut in half down here yeah i don't think i saw it that was the first draft denzel in it or like Um, he plays the ship literally nobody that you ever talk about is in this movie except juliana margulies is in it the good wife what okay adam yeah that's my show right there zach efron um, oh, I'm Probably. sure. I'm sure he's running around in the hull of the boat somewhere. Or Shirtless. wasn't born by then. No. I don't oh, know when Ghost Ship Zac, came out. Zac Efron always was. Yeah, there's, there's always been a version of Zac Efron. Something very with us. alien about Zac Efron. I like him though. I do, I do too, too. But I'm just saying. Does anybody ever look at him when he has a shirt off and think that you just want to take one of those bottles of like Hershey syrup and squirt him on his nipples and then lick it off? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think. 
Anyway, you can go back to the story. I, I guess to be, we could. To be honest, I'm more of a caramel person, but same thing. Yeah, I feel like same thing. Hershey's chocolate syrup. His body, his choice. Uh, so you're gonna have to ask him whether he's a caramel or a chocolate person. Maybe it's a magic shell. <laughs> it's a magic shell on those nips. <laughs> Break in case magic, of emergency. Magic shell nips. What? Woo! That's the funniest idea. I just stack it that he flexes it. It all falls off. Just. <laughs> I bet that would make him feel really strong. Oh, for sure. It would make me feel great. Right. <laughs> Like, I'd if I did it, it, it would just do this, like, sad, like, fall to the <laughs> side a little bit. And it would be melting at the same time. Oh. Uh, uh, all right. The Mary right. Celeste. The Mary Celeste. Let's talk about this creepy-ass ghost ship. On December 5th, 1872, the British brig De Gracia was about 400 miles east of the Azores when crew members spotted a ship under full sail adrift in the choppy seas. Love it. Love it. Yes. Captain David Morehouse was taken aback to discover that the unguided vessel was the Mary Celeste, which had left New York City eight days before him and should have already arrived in Genoa, Italy. The ship began its fateful voyage on November 7th, 1872, leaving New York loaded with industrial alcohol bound for Genoa, Italy. Party! Party time! The ship sailed with seven crewmen and Captain Benjamin Spooner Briggs, his wife Sarah. That doesn't even have quotations around it. That yeah, might be his, his name, name might be Spooner. Spooner. Very yeah. popular middle name in the 1800s. Oh, thank you, Carrie. <laughs> You're welcome. Carrie's basically Ken Burns, guys. You don't know this about her, but yeah. she knows everything about every time in America. That is, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Ken Burns' hair? Like that that Justin Bieber wig he will not stop wearing. Man, wh- why does he do that? Why doesn't somebody talk? I just started Vietnam, by the way. Oh yeah, it's really good. I haven't seen it yet. Guess but... what? What? It's really depressing. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Turns out but... they do a lot of heroin, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a ten-hour <laughs> series, <laughs> so I'm buckling up for ten hours of the Vietnam War. It feels like you're in it. Yeah. <sighs> they had like a lot of torture stuff. It's. It's very hor- horrible. Is it graphic? It's, it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could watch it. I. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Like, I couldn't believe... Because I listened to an interview that he gave about it, too, where he, him and his producer were just talking about how there's, they had so much more video than they've ever had for any of the other documentaries he's worked on. Because everything else was like, in 1945, the baseball was invented, or whatever the <laughs> fuck. Yeah. This was like, you know, they have all this news footage that wouldn't air, and anyway... So where is this at? This documentary that you're watching? Um, it's on PBS. You can go on P. Don't <laughs> that channel. That channel's for nerds. Nerd. Caitlin's oh a God, nerd. where's the nerd buzzer? <laughs> finger me. Uh, no. Oh. Finger. Oh, they uh, also had their two-year-old daughter Sophia on on board. It seems like why did he bring the wife and the daughter? Like it's like bringing sand to the beach, you know. Yeah, I don't. Well, maybe they just didn't want to stay alone that long, you know. Maybe they wanted to spend Christmas at sea. Could be. Could be. A little maritime Christmas. Thanksgiving for sure. Never hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh. So. <laughs> Good point. So, uh, Morehouse was a friend to the captain and had eaten with his family before they set sail. He sent a boarding party to sh- to the ship, hoping to find clues as to their whereabouts. The ship was undamaged except for the sails, which had been unfurled 
Fun fact, I was in, uh, I won my school spelling bee in fifth grade, which meant I got to go to the city spelling bee, which was televised, okay, in Peoria, televised uh, Peoria (laughs) spelling bee, and the word that I got kicked out on that I missed, furl. I was like, what the fuck is furl? It's not even come up yet. I don't know how it's possible. I was a spelling machine as a I, kid. I'm I, sorry. I don't know how this hasn't come up yet. Do but. you not realize that when I was in seventh grade, I was also in the Peoria Journal Star Spelling Bee? Yes, that's the one. Yes. Oh, I, I'm familiar. Oh, you don't okay. need to tell me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was on it. I mean, fifth grade, you know, yeah, whatever, guys, but it's, it's fine. Getting really I got out, uh, I came in eighth. Okay, sure. What was your place? I don't remember. I like it's if probably I don't, way higher if I than eight. If I don't win, I came in last in my mind. So probably, yeah. Uh, probably. I won an encyclopedia set, and the word I got out on was traitorous because I used it in the wrong context. Oh. I used it as a female version instead of like I don't know what is it like a verb. You know I can't spell or an anything. adverb. I am not. Oh well, traitorous. Sure. Yeah. Um. I'll spell it now. Uh, traitorous. T-R-A-I-T-O-R-O-U-S. Traitorous. Furl. F-U-R-L. Furl. Well, that one's super easy. Everyone knows that we one. Should oh, a- okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we should super do a easy. documentary on uh, the words that got people kicked out of their spelling before. And how. And then they- where are they now? <laughs> well, the, <laughs> yeah, the girl I beat to go to the, oh, the journal uh-huh. star spelling bee was an eighth grader who misspelled alien. It's like, what an idiot. What the fuck? So stupid. Because when she got alien, I was like, oh, I'm out. I'm about to lose. And then she spelled that shit E before I. I was like, fucking, I'm in a terrible school right now. I can't yeah. spell anything. A-N-Y-T-H-I-N-G. I knew that was coming. Anything. You actually did. You nailed that one. That was good. Boom. Yeah, I feel like we're in a club that you're not a part of, Caitlin. Yeah. How's it feel? Usually I'm the ostracized one. Yeah. O-S-T-R-A-C-I-Z-E-D, ostracized. Very good. Yeah. Um. You realize you're talking to the girl with the rolly backpack, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine over here. <laughs> I'm, built, I'm built. I'm built for any weather. So, speaking of weather, <laughs> speaking of weather, possibly the ship was undamaged except for the sails that had been unfurled below deck. The ship's charts had been tossed about, but the crewmen's belongings were still in their quarters. The ship's only lifeboat was missing, and one of its two pumps had been disassembled. Three and a half feet of water was sloshing in the ship's bottom, though the cargo of 1,701 barrels of industrial alcohol was largely intact. There was also a six-month supply of food and water on board, but no sign of the 10-person crew. The captain or the cabin of Captain Benjamin Briggs was untouched, right down to the sewing machine and parlor melodeon belonging to his wife. The child's ghostly indentation remained visible on a bed. A melodeon's a mini pump organ, by the way. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would never have. I had no idea. This is such a spooky story. It is. What Be- could it have been? They just kind of disappeared. We kind of covered this on a episode where we went over the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And... I couldn't find many theories on this. Like, they're not, or the theories were not very convincing. Yeah, opinion. there is. I know, we're specifically? Gonna, I know we're going to go over them, but. Yeah, there's I, one that I think is kind of interesting. But yeah, this is a weird one in terms because of. Because what fi- kind of pirate, for example, is like, we just want you. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, yeah. There's two theories that I like when we get to them. 
Uh, under the so let's let's just uh, finish what was happening on the boat. Uh, under the bed, Devoe found a sheathed sword with faint discolorations on its blade. In the crew quarters, the crew's pipes, tobacco, clothing, and personal items were left untouched. The crew of the De, De Gracia found this odd, as a sailor would not willingly abandon ship without their pipe. Not without my pipe. Without Food? Alcohol? Sure, but not the pipe. They, not, got, they need their pipe. Gotta smoke. Not gonna happen. The captain's chronometer and sextant. <laughs> mm, I giggled when I read that right <laughs> too. The navigation book and the ship's register were missing, but the log book lay on the desk in the mate's cabin and the log slate or running log on the cabin table. The final entry on the ladder gave the Celeste position at 8 a.m. November 25th as six miles northeast of Santa Maria, easternmost of the Azores. Why had these people abandoned a vessel quote, fit to go around the world, in the words of a seaman <laughs> who'd help sailor to Gibraltar. <laughs> seaman. <laughs> I got it. That was funny. Thank you. For a small <laughs> boat affording no protection from the elements and very little from the sea itself, the discovery set off one of the most prevailing ghost ship mysteries in history. Cool. Awesome. Pretty creepy stuff. Pretty creepy boo. Boo. It's a big boat just floating around in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right? How, how freaked out would you be if like you found that boat? Oh, for That's sure. That's a horror. That would be a really weird feeling. Yeah. Just for one thing, just the responsibility, because at that point you can't just be like, oh, there's no one on that. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. Uh, are you kidding? You're tra- not trapped, but you're alone with 1,701 barrels of booze. And oh, you yeah. You might want to go down there and get hammered. And then swim around in the three and a half feet of water. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, you can soak. Sit down there and take a look. Like a jacuzzi. Take a take sure. a bathy bath. Yeah. This has one hot tub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. Carrie loves her hot tubs. I, n- I know you won't watch any TV shows that don't involve hot tubs. It's not tubs. that I won't. I just enjoy them less. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, so let's talk about some of the theories. One of them is mutiny. This was the very first theory that was floated. I don't like this theory because... It doesn't... To what end? Yeah, and they didn't take anything. They didn't, exactly. like... But what if it was, and I think they come talk about this later, maybe just like a racial uprising? They do talk about that, but it's, uh, I think, I don't think anyone on this boat was, I don't think they were, I think they were all white people. I, I feel like it doesn't necessarily say because they cover the racial things but the, later. Yeah, well, well, we'll get to the, the thing about the racial story is it was like a fictional story. The guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes wrote that, and he just wrote it so convincingly that People believed it, but he just made it up. So, okay, so if it wasn't racial and it was a mutiny, you're saying, like, what would be the point? Because I know they mentioned something about him um, probably having a better staff because he had his wife and child on the boat. So, like, what would their point be? But if so, then I assume maybe he would have had the family, he would have, like, tied him up and thrown him overboard or pushed him over the edge and let him drown. Yeah. And just maybe they wanted to get away, but... Yeah. Why? So you, what you're saying is why? Why would yeah, there if, be if a mutiny? It's, if it's mutiny, why? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, mutiny is specific. Right. Yeah. Like we don't we don't trust your leadership anymore. But then they leave the boat. Usually mutiny means they take the boat over and then no one sees the boat ever again. That's like a Tom Hanks right. movie. Yeah. That's Captain Phillips. Yeah. I'm the captain now. 
Yeah, the, the Queen's Proctor, who was acting as an attorney for the Crown, convinced himself that the Mary Celeste crew had broken into the alcohol below decks, gotten drunk, murdered the Briggses and the chief mate, and escaped in the boat. Uh, but that didn't really make sense. Uh, they Captain, didn't take any supplies for themselves? Yeah, like, they didn't take anything. Captain Briggs' reputation wasn't really the type that lent itself to a mutiny. Uh, he also had his wife and child on board, so he probably would have made sure the people on board weren't fucking monsters who would do this. The, a survey of the barrels of alcohol in the Celeste hold showed that none had been tampered with, while chemical tests would establish that the supposed blood stains on Briggs' sword were, in reality, nothing of the sort. So probably not a mutiny. Okay, check that up. Well, because it just, it couldn't have been a mutiny because the boat was found yeah. fully intact. Yeah. That, that to me is like... I appreciate that we went over there would have been but there would have been blood there would have been the alcohol would be gone if it was yeah they would have sold it or or drank it yeah so then the next story that started going around was racial vengeance and uh that story was basically uh an account written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle it was called J Habakkuk Jeffson's statement in 1884 and this was his account of what happened in happened to the Mary Celeste, and it was written in Cornhill Magazine. Uh, it was first published anonymously as a true account, but was later revealed to have been written by the Sherlock Holmes author, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. He changed a number of details, including the names of the captain, crew, and passengers, and also the name of the vessel from Mary Celeste to Marie Celeste. That'll throw everybody off. Okay. Who's going to find out <laughs> the truth then? Whoa. Uh, in the story, the ship is in, in an almost perfect state when discovered. Uh, the Mary Celeste, on the other hand, had been in heavy weather and was waterlogged. And the boats are still present. The Mary Celeste one boat was actually missing. The fictional story, though, reached a much wider audience than the original story, which has led to the widespread belief that the Mary Celeste was that the Marie Celeste was the real name of the ship. Uh, but it is possible that he uh, just changed the name on accident because he didn't change the name of the DeGracia. But it's a really well-written account, just not that credible. Well, it's made up. Yeah, he, it's, a, it's a story. It's a fictional <laughs> yeah, story. It's, it's like The Master or something else that's loosely based around something real. Right. And in his story, he says the ship was taken over by a black passenger he and his fellow conspirators... Just one. Just one. Mm -hmm. Just one. He and his fellow conspirators commandeered the ship, sailed it to Africa, and murdered the passengers and crew. Who is that one black actor who always... He can hear you. Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. Oh, yeah, okay. There are motherfucking oh snakes God. in this motherfucking boat. <laughs> yep, there you go. That's what happened. It did seem like there were some snakes on the boat. According to this... Account and the one before it. Hell, hell. <laughs> oh, we we have fun here. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. That yeah. was good. This account basically, like, people started protesting and wanting justice and wanting us to go to Africa and find these people. But it was all a joke. This, or not a joke, but this is why Facebook should that it exist. might damage England's relations with foreign countries because of this false account. Yeah, they were the the crown was worried that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was going to wreck England's standing with other nations because he claimed the Mary Celeste, uh, their crew was murdered by an angry black man who was angry because the crew was well, white. Well, you know, if I'd... I mean, back then, I yeah. colonized... I mean, yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. 
It's uh, not like black men didn't have anything to be angry about I back I then. I could see why they're a or little now, upset. Or throughout the whole time between now and then. Yeah. Always a little something to be mad at this country over if you're a black person. Mm-hmm. Or anyone. Yeah, or anyone. <laughs> so it says Conan Doyle was pleased that his short story was so well done that it could be mistaken as a true story. He was also delighted that hundreds of readers who did understand the work was fictional thought it was written by a man yeah. known for his tales of adventure. They suspected that the anonymous author was none other than Robert Louis Stevenson. And he was the guy... Wait, who is Stevenson again? Oh, God. I, I, I knew this was going to come up. It's, my brain isn't working right now. Stevenson is the guy... He was brought up at the beginning. I know. Robert, Robert Louis, Louis Stevenson? Stevenson? Yeah, wasn't he? No, 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 no. no. He wrote... Um, oh, my God. Did he write Winnie the Pooh? No, that's... Alexa, who is Robert Louis Stevenson? Okay. Scottish poet, novelist, essayist, and travel writer. Uh Uh-huh. Alexa, what did Robert Louis Stevenson write? That's what it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, Treasure Island. Wow, Treasure Island and The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. All right. Shut up! (laughs) Jeez. It's either Alexa or Angie. Like, one of them I'm always telling to pipe down. I wish I had all of the sound bites of Carrie yelling shut up off of the podcast. Because I have a couple from White Wine, and now I know there's a couple from here, and it's pretty great. Typically, I'd be yelling shut up at the dogs. Yeah. On White Wine Trick Crime. Yep. So this is the theory that I actually like. And this is the alcohol fumes theory. This one makes sense. It was proposed uh, way, way, way later in 1942 by Dr. Oliver Cobb. A board scientist. Yep. (laughs) Had no cancer to cure, so he decides to look into the Mary Celeste one day. You didn't think this one was plausible? No, I do think. I think oh, this is the okay. most plausible. I was say, I this think is this the is only plausible. one that yeah. even makes sense to me at okay. all. Uh, Dr. Cobb ascribed the captain's sudden alarm to the threat of explosion posed by fumes of industrial alcohol that had escaped from the porous red oak barrels and been warmed by the surrounding waters while being confined in the hold. Did these gases rumble menacingly, as Captain Morehouse believed, or did spontaneous combustion occur, blowing off the fore hatch cover as the Celeste then principal owner, Captain J.H. J. H. Winchester, afterward maintained? Dr. Cobb could not say. However, he felt certain that the presence of Mrs. Briggs and Sophia had hastened the captain's decision to remove everybody. So that would explain why they left so fast, even though the boat was still in relatively good shape. Right. If you're worried it's going to explode, that's almost the only reason you would do that just but i i just also think it's weird that there weren't any supplies yeah well what do you mean like he didn't take any like there was food and water and stuff still on the boat and they but we don't know we don't know if they took like enough to with them on the boat there could have been seven months of supplies on the boat i would have taken both boats yeah well they only had boat no that's what i'm saying they said two rescue boats they only took one I thought there was only one. No, there was only one in the oh, Arthur Conan Doyle version. He put right, two up. boats Never and mind. left it. Yeah, but this what is... would it be that you leave so suddenly? You know what I mean? Like, were they making like a noise? Like, maybe you thought they were going to explode? Well, one guy th- theorized that the fumes blew the hatch door off. Okay, and that that was when the captain was like, "All right, this fucking ship's gonna wrap it up. Get on the boat, everybody. We have to get out of here." Uh, so get ready for a bunch of slang terms that mean nothing to anyone who doesn't sail on the high seas. But here's Dr. Cobb's hypothesis. Captain Briggs ordered the light sails furled and the mainsail lowered, 
then had the vessel hove to to on the starboard tack. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. does. Yeah, and uh, the ship's boat was lowered. Oh. Simultaneously, the main peak halyard, which is what, Carrie? That thing. An inch thick rope. Sure. Yeah. Main yeah. halyard uh, was readied for use as a tow line, one end being left attached to the gaff. Mm-hmm. Okay, the That's gaff. my favorite part of the boat. Right. Well, I mean, the other was bent on the boat's painter, which is actually my favorite part of a boat. I've gotten railed on a gaff so many times. <laughs> on a, But what about on a painter? No. Oh, okay. No. To each their own. There's a uh, world of experiences left for Carrie. Mm-hmm. Gathering up the chronometer, sextant, and ship's papers, uh-huh. Captain Briggs ordered everyone into the boat and followed them. They cast off, and within a minute or so, the 10 people were well astern, you know, astern of the ship, linked to it by 400 feet of slack halyard and falling rapidly further astern. All at once, a strong northerly breeze unexpectedly filled the Celeste Square sail, breaking the line and setting the little boat adrift. No doubt the men rowed desperately trying to overtake the ship, but the Celeste was a fast sailor and in about an hour, it would have been out of sight. So basically, he thinks they got off the boat but stayed nearby, just nearby enough that when and it, it exploded, didn't work up. and then they got separated and just all sailed off into the ocean and died. Yeah. And then it's Grim. like, do they turn into cannibals? Do they end up getting eaten by sharks? Does the weather overtake them? You know what I'm going to remember about this is if we're ever adrift, I'm going to remember how fast Carrie went to cannibalism. Yeah, <laughs> that's important. It was the first. We need to remember that of. Carrie because then we was, just eat Carrie. First. She was just wondering when yeah. we resort to cannibalism. So, and noted. I think so. Now I think right. if we're ever in a stranded situation, we just have to hash that out immediately. I just I don't like being hungry. Fair enough. Right. You're not yourself when you're hungry. Right. Nobody is. Get a little cranky. Yeah. A whole Snickers campaign about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. I think the next theory is the most logical. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to just jump to it right away and just end this podcast with the most reasonable explanation. But no, this, uh, is how, this is how we should. This. I mean, frankly, I it, think we wasted everybody's time. Yeah. Because this, this next one is the reason. So this, maybe from now on, you should just automatically go to minute 35. Or 30. Yeah, if you want to yeah. hear what really happened. Yeah, why, listen, just, this podcast is like a basketball game. You don't really need to tune in until the fourth quarter. Right. When we hit the really plausible. First 30 minutes is filler. Yeah. Yeah. It's just us, you know, Chris passing. That's why jump Adam, shots. That's why Adam does all of this research is mm-hmm. to not be uh, listened to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like this. That's just fluff that I hope people skip forward and get to the really important stuff, which is that. The meat. Maybe this ship was cursed. Cursed. It, well, obviously it was. I mean, obviously cursed in some way. Yeah, but the curse took them. Right. The cur- it cursed in a way that if you own this ship or come in contact with it in any way, you're going to die. Yeah. In theater of the minds, basically. everybody, the only other option, and let me just, I'm going to use my hands when I say this, aliens. It could be an alien curse. A L I E N. After being savaged, the Mary Celeste continued to have a troubled <laughs> reputation, which will not be on my tombstone. No, it will not. It will It'll not. Be the opposite. It'll be the opposite. Woman yep. of virtue right here. Yep. Uh, 13 years and 17 hapless owners later, Mary was mostly infamous for being in poor shape and for losing money on runs from Boston to Africa and the West Indies. That could actually be on my tombstone. Okay. 
infamous for being in poor shape and for losing money on runs from Boston to Africa and the West Indies. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I think that right. sounds... And so instead of Mary, it's a Carrie was yeah. mostly infamous for... Yeah, yeah. That, okay. Yeah, that part really fits, yep. where we just switch Mary to Carrie. Mm-hmm. In January 1885, she racked off Haiti, slamming squarely into Rocheloy Reef, a known hazard. The ship didn't sink, but its hopelessly splintered remains would never leave the reef. This is where it gets dark. Captain Gilman Parker declared the cursed ship a loss and then went ashore to sell the salvage rights to a load of ale, cutlery, and shoes for $500, that's where the story might have ended, except the police showed up at the captain's door in Boston. Uh-oh. Three months later, the Mary Celeste they charged was a 282-ton fully rigged insurance scam. Whoa. I like it now. Yeah. That's fun. Now we're getting sexy. In July 1885, Captain Parker and the ship's co-owners were put on trial for fraud in Boston. Whoa. Which... You don't want that. You don't want not in Boston. No, they're notoriously rough on fraudsters in Boston. Well, they don't like phonies. That's for sure. Yeah, lynchings. Yeah, there's that too. Mm -hmm. They lynch phonies. Yeah, that's what they do. Boston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like sometimes when they're like, not that they were stupid back in the day. Sure. But it's like, how would they have put together this like insurance scam? Like now, I mean, you can trace things through like DNA, or you can trace things through computers. I don't know. It's like, how did they ever crack any crime? I don't know know. that there was a crime. I I don't. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I'm not sure either. Like, especially murder. Like, there's no there's no DNA, no forensic evidence. I just had to. There's a really great PBS documentary about that. Nope. (laughs) No PBS for Carrie. It's about the beginning of forensic science. Nope. Nope. What makes you think Carrie would be into the beginning of forensic science? She just wants to enjoy the spoils in forensic files. I understand. (laughs) I get it. No way, nerd. Captain Parker (laughs) might have gotten away with this, except he got really greedy. Not content to rip off just his insurers, he also tried to con the local salvager in Haiti as well. The salvager hadn't found anything near the 125 casks of bass ale promised on the ship's manifest, and the few he did locate weren't exactly good drinking. That's the worst. Yeah, don't sell fake beer. They called a Boston bottler to the stand, and he revealed that they were moldy blanks with bass labels pasted to them and filled with ullage, which is bottom-of-barrel runoff from smashed and leaking bottles. The bottler hadn't even bothered filling many of them. Some were half full, some a third full, and some just enough to wet the bottle. The rest of the cargo was similarly suspect. The 975 barrels of New Fortune herring, that was actually 780 barrels of rotten fish that stank so badly, one fish merchant merchant said it was only good for fertilizer. Gross. That is gross. There were also wooden barrels of fine butter that proved to be rank slush. The Haiti-bound food cargo was so foul that one conspirator was overheard musing, if these N-words eat that fish and drink that beer, they will all be dead. Well, I think anybody could eat that fish and drink that beer and they would be dead. I'm that, with you. That's I think a good it's point. Specific. I feel like that racial slur was uncalled for I on agree. his part. It just doesn't make sense. If nothing else from an efficiency standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're right. Anyone's going to die eating any race. If we. Yeah. Or if anyone. If anyone. If that guy. If people. If he. If Edgar Allan Poe. 
Yeah. Yeah. Eat specifically. EAP. He would have eaten. He would have died Eep. a lot sooner. Yeah. Or I don't. I don't know where we are in space and time as far yeah. as Edgar Allan Poe. I think Poe died in like ninety six, ninety seven, something like that. It wasn't too long ago. Like Morrison, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same time as Jim Morrison. Got it. Who's still yeah, like alive? Twenty actually. years ago. Uh, the ship and its car. Oh, there was also a crate that was supposed to contain a thousand dollars in cutlery that, when pried open, revealed fifty dollars worth of dog collars. There were also boxes of women's high-button boots that were just old galoshes. This sounds like the most exhausting insurance scam. Right? Uh, everything and it's else, so obvious. I was just kind of listening to it and like, okay, and reading it. When I got to dog collars, I was like, okay, so just like, you're hold, not even trying. Hold on. Like, yeah. but, but you had to get fifty dog collars. Yeah, Is that easy to get. In the 1800s, who knows? I, I, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, and then what are you investing into this? Like, are you buying? How expensive are dog collars? Like, like are, 99 cents or dog collars, and then marking them up, like so to speak. And then, but then you're going to masquerade dog collars as knives? Yeah. Are you just Cutlery. doing it for the weight? I'm confused. I don't. Yeah, and didn't like? Couldn't you have just said they were dog collars? Don't people I, need dog collars? My you my my suspicion is this captain is Homer Simpson. <laughs> this seriously, these are like Homer Simpson choices that's true the dog collar lost me the ship and its cargo covered by five insurers for a whopping thirty four thousand dollars were hardly worth the kerosene necessary to burn the wreck captain parker was in deep trouble but after counts and recounts the jury returned with a shocker they deadlocked seven to five in the majority in favor of conviction the five holdouts it seemed couldn't bring themselves to send a man to the gallows over rotten fish and bad butter. Well, good. Yeah, because the penalty at this time for fraud of this nature was death. Then that's super balls on that guy's part. It really is. I guess it is. Because it's like, if I get found out that these dog collars aren't butter knives, I am in deep (laughs) shit. So then, again, I'm just asking, where's where's the effort? Yeah. Even more so. Yeah. It seems like the police were able to find find him, you know, relatively quickly. This Captain Parker, so I, I don't think he was so. hiding. No, he was a bad hider. He was a he bad was, everything, bad yeah, scam right. artist. Yeah. Probably bad in bed. But he he did uh, <laughs> The thing about Captain Parker, he was found not guilty and 3 years later, uh with the uh, abandoned, possibly with thinking about the fact that Captain Parker was never successfully prosecuted, a Massachusetts congressman worked to amend the Baratree Law so that it would no longer be a capital offense to commit fraud of this nature. So that's good. This one guy got away with it, but did we really want him murdered over it? No, I, that's exhausting. That seems like such a stretch. Can I ask you a question? No. Yeah, I agree. No questions. Yeah, okay. come on. Okay, fine. What is it? How is this cursed? Uh, that I don't know. That does not seem like a curse to me. No. This seems more like, I mean, it was cursed with a, it was bought by a criminal. Like like the mummy curse is a curse. Well, right. I think just that it kept going on notoriously bad runs. Like, I don't think anything profitable ever came from it. And then it just kind of yeah, broke on a Yeah, they did mention okay. that. They okay. did mention that. I got focused on this captain with the dog collars. I got well, it was a, that was the most interesting part of it, I thought. It is. I was just hoping for more spooky stuff like I know. ghosts yeah. or something. Yeah, there's no... Uh, there's no... I, I think, it, so I think it's the It's just a bunch Alka. of bad businessmen blaming everything on a boat. Right, yeah, Noted. yeah. All right, mm-hmm. that's typical. 
But I, I like the alcohol fumes explanation the best. Of among, why they had to leave. Yeah, yes. among the available explanations. That's the only thing that, like, logically yeah. checks out. Like, yeah. we have to leave now because the boat might explode. Right. And we're on that boat that might explode. Now, oh shit, we've lost. But even that, like, couldn't they have just dumped some of that alcohol or done something to... Well, maybe they didn't know, like... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah how I... long? I mean, they had a lot of barrels, so maybe they didn't know, like, which ones would explode or how much time they had. Yeah, also, or once chemicals start... if you're start... back itched. Yeah. Once... My back does itch, thank you. <laughs> once chemicals start doing their thing, you kind of just need to get out of there. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, I agree. Like, you can't... How heavy were maybe... the barrels? Yeah. To, like, lift and dump out or throw overboard. And maybe, maybe the moment of... Uh him deciding to hire like a high level crew that he knows wouldn't screw around with his kid and his wife was a mistake in that moment. Cause he couldn't send someone down there to like, yeah. Tool around with whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be something like, like if it was anything violent or crazy, there would be more signs of that. There would be like missing items, the stuff that was missing, like the chronometer and the sextant, like, that leads me to believe he got on another boat and wanted to use those items to try and get them somewhere else safely. So it's got to be the fumes. I think it's the fumes. It's got to yeah. be the fumes. Actually, I think it is a curse, but... Yeah, or it's just cursed. It's ghosts. Uh, God. God. That was the rapture? Yeah. It was it only c- seven people? Or Caitlin. Shit. Could have been Satan. Oh. Hmm. But I've never known Satan to deal with water. Because yeah, water really and fire be... don't mix. usually mix. Right. But that, that, which just makes a boat fire all the more fun to look Maybe at. Maybe it was. When you see all that water and then there's a boat on fire in the middle of it, it's like, turn over, boat. Yeah. You're in water. Did you see Dunkirk? I have not yet, but I've heard such good things. It's really good. There's a oil, water, fire situation that's pretty incredible. Yeah. That I was like, I never thought about that. What's, what's Dunkirk? It's a... <laughs> It's a World War II movie I like that question. directed by Christopher Nolan. About a battle. Yeah. They were yeah. That happened in World War in II. In Chillicothe. Oh my god, maybe yeah. I'll watch. Maybe I'll know <laughs> some of the people. Yeah, it was when they were trying to evacuate the British from Chillicothe. Okay. In World War Two. Nineteen oh, well, anything that's like old yeah. or from space or on PBS, I'm just out. I know it's okay. That's my side of the workload. I feel like yeah, you're you're it. selling PBS short. There's some really great PBS. You're documentaries. not going to win this, Adam. Like the Black Panther documentary on PBS. She doesn't care. <sighs> I don't think I do. She doesn't. Mm. What not- if there was a PBS documentary about hot tubs? Probably, but PBS isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> what have they ever done that was good? Oh man! Oh, exactly. <laughs> I even think you'd lose Carrie on that because, like. It would start with like, you know, human beings have always enjoyed soaking in hot bodies of water and Carrie would be like, yeah, I want some, <laughs> some real world type shit yeah. where they're like making out and there's DNA floating on the top on the bubbles. Oh. <laughs> the PBS take on hot tubs Booze. would be like, here's what's actually interesting about hot tubs. And Carrie would be like, nah, man, that's not the what's. The first hot yeah. tub was no. created. I didn't... Fucking... Yeah. Okay. okay. I think we're, <laughs> we're done. I think we are done. We're kicking off the new year right. <laughs> this is fun. It is fun. What um, do we have to plug before we get out of here? Come to the next Unpops Live podcast. Yeah. Which is the last Saturday of the month, which this month would make it, you know, 
The 26th. 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 We 26th did it. of January. Come out to that Hollywood Hotel, 9 p.m. It's free. What do you two have to plug? Our podcast. Let's do White Wine Yeah, true I crime. think that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good plug. That's White Wine True Crime. Plug. Yeah. That's a smart plug. I feel good about it. Yeah. I'm not going to. No, don't. Not going to argue just with that at all. That's it. a good this thing to plug. All we're, I agree. That's my. Sh- that's what I do now. I do this. And, and for show. any of these, if you could go to iTunes, if you could find it in your oh, black, black hearts Carrie, to go to iTunes idea. and yeah. maybe give us five star reviews. Definitely five. Five stars. Uh, and a nice comment. Good ratings. Good reviews. Be nice. Just Please go be, be nice, nice to us prefer on iTunes. If you were. If you, just don't be dicks. Please. That's all we ask. That's, that's our job. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're here for. We're right. here to be the dicks. Yeah. Correct. All right. Good. God, I'm glad we clarified what our jobs are. <laughs> yeah, we got it. <laughs> we had to get that figured Woo! out at some point. All right. We showed up today. Alexa, what is our job? Well, I don't know either. Don't know Most of the time, right. I don't Fine. know. We have You're no idea. Correct. I don't know. Yeah, good answer. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Carrie, say goodbye. Bye. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh, my God.